0: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. The campaign is horror on the Orient Express. It's available from Chaosium. I'm the Keeper of the Secrets, and this is episode 18. Our recap will be given by David Gasway as his character, Dr. Bowman Kurtz. But before we begin, I would like to mention that one of our patrons, Robert Pepin, otherwise known as Grobzilla, has increased his contribution from $3 to $10 a month. He writes, you've brought hours and hours of pleasure and enjoyment to us, Tom and the rest of the ITD crew. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Robert. We couldn't do it without you. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness, David.
1: Thank you, Tom. Dear diary. It is the morning of January 15th, 1923. We have regained passage on the Orient Express. Next scheduled stop, Milan. Perhaps a taste of high culture will be of benefit after some of the nightmares we have been party to. I am deeply saddened by the multiple murders of Edgar and William Wellington. They were both sorely wounded men, but they deserved better than to die as they did. And poor Edgar had high hopes for relieving both ourselves and the Duke Jean Floresat des of a goodly sum to a real scroll and a false one. Instead, Williams bludgeoned and left cruelly to succumb on the kitchen floor while Edgar was given a fatal overdose of his morphine. I think by the Duke, but I am not wholly certain. Edgar kept a journal, and Herr learned from it that he kept the scroll and its English translation in the special Dreamlands version of Lausanne that the duke had introduced him to via a potent elixir we too used the elixir to follow him there it was not very like the dreamland's express we had ridden outside of the hotel instead of mountains and a lakes there was a desert void and a portal there to a fantasy version of old lausanne time there was spent and space with blasts of frigid air blowing through strange gaps the locals were marching towards a cathedral whose bells were tolling. There was a costumed procession of flagellants, weeping blood and singing a funeral mass, some of whom took flight. Our group separated. On the way to the Wellington shop, the York, Thursby and Dabrowski witnessed strange growing plant bulbs and a living chess game between murderous red and black pieces. Bloch and Neruda and I were accosted by a trio of cannibal witches, and a magician who disappeared into his hat. There was a vire statue draped with shreds of flesh, singing the saddest song in any world. The taxidermy shop in this room was grotesque, but it did contain a shortcut back to the waking world. Three of us toiled in the unspeakable rot of the place. Likewise, before the cathedral, there was a scene of violent terror, with victims swung up on gibbets, overseen by the duke, in his guise as the jigsaw prince, his body made up of bits of others stitched together. He was hosting a kangaroo court, demanding that Dream Edgar, who would not believe his waking self was dead, give up the scroll. Neruda and I struggled to defend him from the fantastical judge, this being the statue of Otto, the grandson, draped with the freshly torn off human skin of a reveler. Miraculously. This effigy declared us on the right, and we fled the crowd and the befuddled jigsaw prince, retrieved the Sedefkar scroll from its hiding place, and raced back to the dream hotel and our sleeping bodies. Except, of course, for poor damned Edgar. As we others awoke, he faded out of existence, still in terrified disbelief. The party was deeply weary, and trying to find some comfort in the train's dining car, when the foul duke de des appeared, arrogant and commanding. He is a powerful sorcerer in the waking world as well as in dream. And so I was compelled to appease his demand for the scroll. I replaced the hideous original and its translation with the fake that Wellington was preparing, tendered it to him, and he quite literally vanished. He complained of being almost out of range. I hope that we shall stay forever so. I realize that anyone reading this journal, as we have read so many, would think me entirely mad. So be it. To Milan.
2: Excellent. So, literally, the Duke has just vanished moments ago.
0: And the only one who did seem to notice is one of the stewards. who didn't really react oddly, they just wondered where the chair had gone and if it would be ultimately returned. You you kind of realize in that moment that everybody was kind of mesmerized a little bit. They weren't rational, uh, but now everybody's returned to normal. Nobody's paid any attention to that, the disappearing Duke, except you.
3: Her block, your throat? Oh, it, it hurts uh, very bad. Uh, let me get some water.
2: His, uh, His manner of disappearance. He it's... mentioned
4: he was getting too far away from something. I wonder if that, that
5: pulled him back. No, I, I, it's not the range. It's the item that he used.
1: As it was braided was reddish fiber yeah did it remind you of some
5: the those the uh, those poor individuals who went after the blood red fez cult in 1890 in the 1890s described coming across somebody named the frenchman who used a similar magical device to make things appear and disappear
1: oh uh, yes now i
5: recall the painter, the, the Russian painter, and someone to yeah. visit him as the journal recount.
3: So, you, you think he's like to be an ancestor of this Frenchman? Or, uh, I think it is the death?
5: Frenchman.
1: Perhaps yeah. he's lived so long that he has learned these larger effects and powers.
3: Oh, I, well, he also would have had to find some way to extend his life. He didn't look like he, he could have been that old. I mean, well, he's.
5: Based on what we've seen, I mean, that place we visited, another reality that man has created, what he did to you just now, his disappearing actor would not be surprised if he knows some magical means of extending his life.
1: Uh, You didn't see him in the dreamlands, I think, but his body is made up of parts of many others. So perhaps he has found a way to, in the dreamlands, steal life essence Mm. and impart it to his... Waking world. Hmm. I don't know why else he would choose to have that grotesque appearance in the dream capital. Yeah. I yeah.
4: wonder if there's a connection in the dreamlands. He was pieced together, and yet this the Siddhafka Simulacron is similar oh. pieces hmm. of a of a body. I wonder if, if that's connected somehow to well, a-
5: in the 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 you weren't at the trial for theodore, but where we where we saved Edgar at least temporarily, at least saving him from torture. We're gonna save his life. He was already dead. But they 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 skinned a man and put his skin on a statue. Dear God. And this this the simulacrum being associated with the skinless one, or at least the cult of this skinless one, or after the simulacrum, like we are, there may be a connection, or at least hmm. the Duke may have had some
3: maybe he's shared
5: magical experience or learning with these same individuals
3: he's he's convinced them that he is he's their god i mean if he's like theodore was saying you know he's broken apart like the simulacrum is he skins people i mean i could be convincing people that hey
2: he should worship me I mean,
5: those dream people he's created are pretty damn fanatical.
6: He may have some kind of severe, as yet we're unaware of, undiagnosed medical condition that he thinks that uh, his only solution is to do that to himself in the dreamlands. Maybe there's a way we can exploit that. Maybe he Mm -hmm. does that to try and survive. And if so, that would be his weakness then as well
5: well i'm I'm hoping that he's just an eccentric collector, and he leaves us the, leaves us alone, but, but an eccentric collector with
4: extreme powers uh, beyond hmm. any normal human
1: also we must we must uh, if, if it wasn't obvious by my demeanor if he is an extreme collector, he will be disappointed. He got the original case for the scroll, but he did not get the scroll. Oh, I gave him the, the, the uh, counterfeit that Wellington was making when he was killed.
4: Oh, thank goodness. Should we make a copy of, of this information or at least review it as soon as possible? So in case he does get it, we'll at least have the knowledge.
1: I think we should at least, yes, make a copy of the translation and see about it ourselves, although I'm very weary.
5: I I have a feeling, uh, Theodore, that if the Duke gets possession of the scroll, we won't be breathing anymore. Mm. I don't know if he'll be so polite the next time. If
6: we have a translation, shouldn't we just destroy the scroll?
1: It is a consideration, but you never know when you need an artifact instead of just the data. The so thing appears to be made on human skin, and probably the ink is also derived in unholy ways. It might be an object itself.
5: Oh, and I think it's worth worth preserving in its own right. Yeah. If, if someday it ends up at Miskatonic.
4: Um... Is, is the scroll one solid piece, or is it in two three or four if it is more than one maybe we could separate the two and at least
1: well, increase think, yeah it's a scroll that goes up and up have, so just have, one
4: stop th- yeah
0: just have just you taken one. a good look at the scroll?
5: not yet i don't know I time.
3: we I, should i think we should but in our room of course yes
6: yeah. now that we're traveling yeah nothing could yeah. go wrong
1: so perhaps we get uh I need at least a potato or something, I and mean, we maybe get a carafe of coffee and a bottle of champagne or something. Oh. We're some good and
4: potato suddenly, pancakes.
1: In general, on the on the Orient Express,
0: if you request food in your room, they'll bring it to you. Ah,
3: yes, like that. Yeah.
1: So we are slow, we should not wait. Perhaps
3: mm-hmm.
1: the stateroom that is most central.
5: Well, I'm, I would not mind what? having a bit of a bit of food here, just as a okay. with everything that has happened. But, having a you know, bit of a reprieve from If we, from
1: we had Duke ordered food in our stateroom, the Duke might not have found us, so now that we are here
2: That was so the yogurt cup. You all can perceive that a, a
0: slight change has come over the atmosphere of the train itself. Um, it's begun to go uphill. Um, you can feel that it's it's struggling a little bit more, that it's not moving quite as fast, and that it's now on an angle as it's heading up into the Alps towards the Simplon Tunnel. The Simplon Tunnel being about 12 and a half miles long going through the, the rock, of the... Uh, um, of the Alps, uh, it cuts a huge amount off the journey. The old uh, Orient Express had to go up through Germany and around the Alps to kind of come back down. Um, mm. So I assume that if you get something to eat and drink, then you're going to go back to your uh, rooms.
2: Yes, quite. Uh, right.
0: All right, so the scroll, uh, once you are actually looking at the scroll, you're, you're, to your horror, you're kind of guessing that it is probably human skin that it's, it's on. Um, you're guessing also that because of the color of the ink, it's probably inked in blood. Uh, there are drawings on it. And to answer uh, Theodore's question, although it is one single, large, long scroll, It's obviously been stitched together of pieces of human skin um, to make the one long scroll. Uh, You also have, of course, regular paper with a typed out um, translation of the entire thing.
2: Is there a a signature on the translation at all? yeah, so somebody in uh, in Lausanne. Who, and uh, what
3: languages? Both. Oh, sorry.
0: Uh, it it explains to you that it was it's written in Turkish, mm-hmm. but they used Arabic uh, Persian lettering, okay. uh, which would have been consistent with
1: the the time period. Yeah, oh. and uh, we have to remember he he. Uh found, he, he purchased this thing from uh, Raoul Malone. That's what Wellington said. So we have to keep an eye out for this figure as well. It's a name we I do not think we have seen before. It is a name that you've seen
0: before. Oh. It was one of the policemen who raided uh, Genovar's uh,
4: uh, complex. Oh, and and I did not hear uh, you mentioned the scroll is written in Turkish with Persian lettering, but it was translated into what language?
0: Into English.
4: Into English. Oh, good. Yeah,
0: there's a, there's an English translation. We don't have that. Yeah, if somebody, I'll begin. I don't begin. have I don't have a complete translation,
5: but I can give you what we've got. Excellent. Wants to read. Yeah, I can read. The scroll was written by sedefkar the Osim... Osmanli, sometime in the late 12th century. It concerns an item in his possession, the Sedefgar simulacrum. In this scroll, Sedefgar prophesizes that he is soon to lose a simulacrum and so praises and glorifies it and makes a record of it in a set of five scrolls. This particular scroll is the first of the five and is referred to as the scroll of the head, being the thoughts and history of Sedefgar. The four missing scrolls are the scroll of the belly concerned with the worship of a, of a being known as the skinless one, the scroll of the legs, a series of body affecting magics, the foundation on which Defgar's power was built, the scroll of the right hand, a ritual which awoke the statue and is the driving force of Defgar's power, and the scroll of the left hand containing a ritual which balances this power, a necessary ongoing sacrifice. The head scroll is a rambling, insane document. The author has not set down events in any form or order, making it difficult to follow. The most detailed description in the document dwells on the torture and skinning of human beings. Translation of an excerpt from the Sedefskar Scroll, number one. I have seen the powers which stalk the night and strike fear into the hearts of all those who worship the false gods. The true God, him I know and I worship, our true selves are hidden behind a fleshy mask. It pretends to be something that is not. Thus the skinless one has spoken to me. He whispers secret words into my heart of hearts, and I know what I now must do. The flesh fail, it conceals. It is a lie that must be removed. I have seen my naked self in visions, and it is all that my Lord said it was. In my dreams, I have seen its perfect representation striding above the ruins of cities. Kings and countries have fallen before it. Even gods must fall before it. It must not. It is not just a symbol, but a new reality. Fleshless and ageless, he showed me where to find its archetype. I recognized it the first time I beheld it as an object of power, power that would bring the world to its knees. It glistened like the finest pearls. It woke when I flayed alive the wretch who sought to steal my treasure from me. That night, he came to me in the body uncovered by skin for the first time and told me what to do. I meditated before its glory. All praise to the one without skin. I performed the seventeen devotions he taught me, and I danced naked before it. Like a night bloom, it opened to receive my essence. Inside it, inside it was soft and smooth. I could feel its inner surface and it felt like the skin of a newborn babe. It was a fulfillment of infinite desires. I offered four children as sacrifice to my master and their blood blessed it and glorified it. Then I used it for the first time. In his wisdom, the Lord of absent flesh had made it to my height. In all modesty, I believe it was made in my image. Blessed is the chosen of the skinless one. I have been careful to keep it untarnished. The substance is the flavor of purity and should not be tainted by that which is unclean. I know that it cannot be mine forever. Thus says the prophecy. It has a purpose beyond my knowledge. I shall write it all down as a gift to the one who follows my path. Take 1d4
0: sanity.
2: (laughs)
5: Lovely. All
0: the torture and horror.
2: Yes, all right. (laughs)
0: That's for all of you because I'm sure he's reading it to you all.
2: Stop reading.
0: There are detailed instructions on how to properly out.
2: I took a nice four.
0: (laughs) Only two on my
2: end, and it takes you probably
0: about an hour to read through it. It's pretty bad.
2: Hmm. That's because Doctor Ellison is used to torturing people. Yeah, playing them. Hmm. (laughs) Madman. Mm -hmm. so by the time you have finished reading
0: um, you can tell still that the train has slowed Um, it's heading towards the tunnel and uh, it doesn't speed through the tunnel when it gets there it's slow and careful and the incline makes it difficult for the, the train to pull itself forward but You know that within the next half an hour, you will be entering the subplanned tunnel, and it will be dark for quite a while. Of course, the train's lit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be still a few hours before you get to Milan, and you're
1: all quite tired.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I could very
1: much use a nap. And why burn fuel to see the inside of a dark tunnel?
2: You know...
6: Opportunities like this don't come along very often. I wonder what this tunnel and the experience would be like in its dreamland's counterpart. Hmm. Anyone care to join me in a romp?
3: I'm planning to go to sleep. Bye. Well, sure.
6: It'll be sleeping Uh of a sort.
1: Well, and the healthy Dreamlands, uh, I find, is very revivifying, as opposed to that hellish city we visited. Should we uh, attempt to board the other train?
6: I believe, since we're already in motion, we might, and we've already boarded the Dreamlands uh, train previously, we may awaken aboard the uh, the Dreamlands train is my theory.
5: Yes, I wonder... I wonder if ever all those other passengers from those other times are still on that train. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think it would be good to see Henri and uh, Mimi again, I suppose.
6: And this may be an opportunity for us to transport the original scroll to the dreamland's train and store it safely aboard there.
1: Yeah. They have a room full of secrets. Yeah.
6: Not a bad idea. We, we even had, if I remember right, secret compartments in our own cabins. We might be able mm-hmm. to store it away in one of our cabins. We wouldn't have to put it in the baggage car in one of those, those uh, uh, baggage cars. We, I mean, think we might be able to uh, to do it's that true.
1: our own cabins might be difficult to impregnate because they exist only in our dream in a sense and the libraries that i had was distinct to me
5: I, i'm i am concerned bringing the scroll into into the dreamlands just because this duke has already shown great um great capabilities in molding that place
1: yeah, we do not know the extent of Henri's ability to protect his train. It seems as though he has to make many compromises.
6: Maybe we should inquire and ask Henri if we think if he thinks there would be uh, if it would be safe enough to do that, or would we be bringing undue danger to the Dreamland's train?
1: Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a more uh, sensitive approach. We can still choose later to destroy the thing. I mean, now we know that we have to find four others equally distasteful. Uh, And in the end, we don't want them to exist, or as you said before, only exist in the confines of a safe library, et cetera. Uh, But yes, I I want to uh, freshen my teeth, and then I'll lie down and see perchance to dream.
2: All right.
0: So you all retire to your rooms, some of them shared, some of them with shared bathrooms. Um, you prep yourselves, you all climb into bed, and you turn turn down the lights. And um, just, just as you are finally getting preparations to get into bed, uh, there's a kind of a... Um, an expectant feeling as suddenly the train enters into the Simplon tunnel and the windows around you go black on the outside. The sound of the train becomes more enclosed and closer to your ears. Um, But the hypnotic sort of sound of the uh, tracks uh, becomes more prominent. And as you lay down, uh, you close your eyes, you, you still feel a kind of comfort in this train, this train that was built to make people comfortable. They're definitely comfortable. And before you actually even realize that you've fallen asleep, such a thing as possible, uh, you find yourself inside that darkness, inside the tunnel. And Uh, You feel weightless as if you were floating and uh, you can see nothing. It's just black all the way around you. But as you look sort of downward, you see a circle of light and it's heading towards you rather quickly um, as if you were inside of a vertical shaft and you were about to fall out the hole, the bottom. And that's, in fact, what does happen, except that when you fall out of the hole, you are in the sky. There are clouds around you, and there is a whole world laid out down below you, and you're free-falling. And you're not afraid. Um, the sun is setting. The, the clouds are pink and orange and, and beautiful. And down below, far, far down below you, you see this little... Thing that's moving across the landscape. And as you approach it, you realize that it is Mimi. It is the Dreamland Express. And in the blink of an eye, you are suddenly exactly where you were when you woke up before. You are in the main parlor, um, you're seated around uh, your table. Um, Dr. Edison is just sitting himself down, having stumbled a moment ago. And um, you're you're sitting there in the pavilion. It's very beautiful. Uh, there is a large fireplace with fire going. Um, Madame Bonneval is sitting there next to the fire. And uh, Zusha, if you recall, the dancing girl, uh, she's kind of pulled up a chair next to... Uh, Uh, next to Madame Bonneval, And you hear Madame Bonneval, oddly enough, quite cheery, um, saying, oh, it's so good that you came, my dear. I admire you so much for following your dreams instead of being locked into this patriarchy that the men try to impose upon us. Uh, And uh, that's kind of her conversation. She's obviously doesn't care much for the male sex um, uh, but she's very sweet towards uh, Zusha. Um Karakov and Mackenzie are seated at a chess board across the room uh, very intensely playing chess and uh, you are all uh, now sitting there having
2: snacks and delicacies that are And brought in. What would you like to do? Um, Well, yeah. Is Mimi in a tunnel? Yeah, no. (laughs) Mm.
0: No. She's crossing the landscape at at what seemed to be like sunset.
3: Hmm. I'll order a drink and have those uh, tentacles bring. Okay. Did you say Henri?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. The second you say that, once he he appears, he's like, Henri's here. What can I do for you, monsieur?
1: Uh, it's very nice to see you again. We've uh, been to some other dreamlands that are not as uh, well composed as yours. Other dreamlands,
0: monsieur?
1: Apparently, people can make little pockets for themselves and be uh, as tyrants there. Uh, I'd like that... A Chocolat, what does everybody else Oh, you Uh-oh. know, I I have a treat,
0: if you will indulge me for a moment um, oh. uh, You remember Monsieur Meronim and uh, and he comes in um, as you recall, kind of a tall, purple-skinned fellow with bright lemon-yellow eyes mm-hmm. uh, He says uh, to uh, pay for his passage, he has given us uh, some very rare wine. Uh, oh. It is a Chartreuse de Sourbe. Uh It is perhaps the rarest of all vintages. His people being uh, uh, wine merchants from another dreamland beside this one, another world. Um, mm. I, will you share it with us? Uh, of course. Hey. Pleasure. Yes. Oh, oh. And as you are looking up at Henri and uh and uh, Mer. Somehow, little sherry glasses have appeared on your table. You highly suspect they were placed there a moment ago by tentacles, mm. but they placed them when you weren't looking. Um, well, Henry uncorks this bottle, very elaborate-looking bottle, and he begins to pour just, you know, just a spoonful
2: in mm. each of your your glasses uh, he says uh
0: monsieur, let us uh, toast to new friendships and uh good uh good travels.
2: here here, he raises it up Thanks. now,
0: as you bring this all happens kind of in slow motion. time is slowed for a moment as you bring this towards your nose um, what you smell is it's sweet it's floral um, but for some strange reason it awakens memories and memories of when you were a child and things were not so complicated and every day was an adventure and as you bring it up to your lips and it it touches your lips. It's almost as if you're enraptured in a kind of feeling like the sun is coming up inside of your mind and you feel refreshed and clean and clear and happier in that moment than you you felt in a long time. Mm. For a moment, all of your problems seem to fade away. And the experience washes over you as you drink it. And a moment later, as you swallow it, it it lingers for a moment and then it starts to fade away. But Mm -hmm. you find yourself all looking at one another with big smiles on your face and twinkles in your eye. And uh, he says, is it not remarkable this year?
3: Yeah, it's It's, remarkable indeed. (laughs) I can see why it's worth a... uh ticket on the train it's is unbelievable
0: unfortunately it is the very last of all um oh. maronimer Mer- speaks up and his voice his voice is interesting because it's soft and it's warm but you get the impression that it's not made by vocal cords like our voices are made he is an alien of some sort and he says my uh my people used to travel to these dreamlands, and we, uh, as uh, Henry says, we were merchants. We sold wine, and our ships were big and powerful and carried a lot of a lot of uh, cargo. Um, they had huge yellow sails, the lemon sails of Sarub. And I was a merchant. I lived here, and I traded, and I, I did my work. But one day, the sales no longer came to the human dreamlands and I have sought numerous ways to try to get back to my own dreamlands but there's no nobody who can take me there's no no con uh, there's no contact between the worlds I don't know if something happened or if uh, if my people even exist anymore but I I had quite a large store of wine and and things, and I have traded it for years now, and I am slowly getting to the bottom of it, and this is, in fact, the last
2: of the oh. Chartreuse de Saroube. So I'm glad you, that you all enjoyed
3: oh. it. What will you do now that you're running out of wine? Well, the
0: first it. thing is I have to look for my cat. I have a companion. They, um, not uh, not so much like your cats, uh an alien, uh, also like uh, myself, but I've seemed to have misplaced him or lost him along the way, and hmm. I, uh, I don't know where he's gone or, or where where I should go. So I shall take some time to try and find him after oh. this.
1: Does it, he look like a terrestrial cat very much?
0: No, he's quite uh, quite. Um, Know how to even describe him? Quite colorful. Hmm. Did we,
3: uh, Roland? Did we not last time we were here go to visit a city that had lots of cats? Uh, what was the Uthra. name of it? Uthar uh, Have you have you looked there? Oh, I've been to Uther many times. Ah, oh. yes. uh, uh, I was just. I- brought me so much joy, I was hoping that I could uh, uh, assist you finding your cat, and that was the only lead I had.
0: I see you've made friends, and uh, you realize that uh, Prince Nimbus is curled up next to Roland Mm -hmm. on the
5: chair, purring softly.
2: Hmm.
5: Before he bites you. Mm. Glad to see the young prince is doing well.
2: Yeah,
0: eyes are bright. Well, well, uh, messieurs, um,
3: we of uh, course, oh, sorry, you were wondering. you going
0: to ask me questions? I was not sure you called me.
3: Uh, yes, I... we have come into uh possession of an item that we were wondering, uh, if we could store it on on this train where it would be safe. Where there are some, some folks looking for it that are undesirable undesir- to have it. Well, that might depend
0: mostly on your skill as dreamers. Mm. Um,
6: <laughs>
0: most of the times it's very difficult to transfer things back and forth, and they often trans they transmute when you do it. Mm. Um, I'm very well aware of what a gun is, but there are no guns in the dreamlands uh, If you try to bring one, it turns into a knife or a cudgel or something like that um, it's a strange quality of the dreamlands um, just just, it,
5: it's symbolic it's, it's almost like the symbolic meaning of the object is what carries through not the object itself well,
0: correct so
5: I mean this, I suppose- is,
6: this is an artifact of great power magic power supposedly and well, it also we- may be a source of evil I I guess our concern is: Would this be something that Mimi would be willing or capable of carrying, and would it draw undue attention to Mimi? Well, I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't want to bring anything evil into direct contact. Um, there are things that are physically evil, and there are things that just you know books that have evil in them. Um, in any case, I don't. I don't know the answer to your question. Um, if you need my assistance with something, I can certainly give it, if I can give it.
6: Are you familiar with, dramatically looking around, see if is listening, the scroll of the head?
2: It means nothing to me.
6: Then maybe on our next visit, we shall attempt to, to bring it.
5: Oh, that That... Name, I mean nothing, but uh, have you ever come across the reference to a being known as the skinless one?
0: No, in uh, in the 30 or so years I've been here, I don't recall anything with that name. Hmm. Um, is it Is it a monster or a deity? A...
5: it's uh It's made out to be some kind of deity.
2: I don't know. It sounds, there was um,
0: there was uh, travelers like you once before, before I created all of this on the actual Orient Express that seemed to have a lot to do with um, a demonic sort of cult. Mm -hmm. Um, It had to do with Bezes of all things.
3: Ah, uh, we we've read uh, stories of possibly the same people riding the train, investigating. Well, I believe, I believe them. they mentioned
5: you in their journal.
2: My name.
0: Oh. Well, then I must have met them. And at the moment, I can't remember your guys' names. So, <laughs> but he mentions them. Yeah, he says, oh, oh, marvelous Boxford. people. <laughs> Marvelous people, intelligent. Like I'm returner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh-huh. indeed. Whatever became of them, I don't know.
1: Their journey was arduous, and it cost them a great deal. But they uh, helped m- more people than they lost in the end.
0: Well, I hope that your journey is much more fruitful and less dangerous. That's who I. You know, you mentioned though this fellow who
2: created his own version of the dreamlands mm. that I've, I've explained to
0: you before that the dreamlands are created by the collective memories of everyone on earth for a single person to be able to create something like that, a pocket he would have to have tremendous power over the vert over the the
2: substance, um, such a person would be very dangerous, especially in the dream sense.
3: Yes, uh, that was our impression of him also. Uh,
2: I kind of rubbed my throat. Are, are, you, Chobis, uh, oh, uh, are you aware of maybe
4: how to protect oneself from somebody? within the
2: dreamlands that might be able to bend and twist the reality here? There are, I mean,
0: in the scheme of things, we are all fairly small and unimportant, but there are powerful people here in the dreamlands. The king, for instance, King Kuranes, is the greatest of dreamers. He's built cities. There are others who have done similar things but not for evil though there are some evil things here in the dreamlands one needs to just
2: avoid the dark places okay so no no actual protection just avoid it
0: let's hope that you know for all the trouble that i had to go through to build the dreamland express that if somebody tries to violate the dreamlands they'll 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 gain the ire of some of the gods who uh, have, cre- have created along the, the dreams of men.
2: Hmm. Notons, for instance, or ah. Hypnos himself.
1: This might be why uh, the fellow, the, the fellow who styles himself as the jigsaw prince in his own realm, stays in a place that is locked away from everything else. In fact, we entered it not directly through dreaming, but through a desert land, as though he had made himself a little uh, petri dish that was separated from both the waking land and the rest of dreamland, so that he could control it himself. But he has what appear to be souls inside it.
2: Trap souls. That's that's very simple. Hmm. Such such a person, what what
0: it, it's an indulgent perversion, if you ask me. It's uh, twisted, a twisted.
2: Arrogance is
0: very
1: indulgent evil, yes. Yeah, arrogant and cruel. Uh, I think then having had the most sublime elixir I shall ever experience in this early other land, I will uh, retire to my car, uh, my my uh, room, and uh, and and see if I can develop any practice with dreaming.
0: Yes. Um, one other thing. Um, do you tell him any more about your experience in, in Luzan?
3: Dream Luzan. I yeah. mean,
5: this is uh, this is the most. Uh, I mean, here we have the most wonderful drink I've ever had, but uh, in that other place. Amidst all its horrors was the most poignantly sad song I have ever heard.
2: So here is my opinion on that. A
0: man of great power creates a world where his self-indulgent peculiarities and perversions become manifest. What he doesn't count on is that six gentlemen who also have some experience in the dreamlands step into his little world. It could be that you yourselves were affecting things around you in his world. They said, you say they seemed out of place yes. for the, the, the town, Um time also. Time is extremely difficult to control. Time here seems to flow differently than in the real world, but it flows in a consistent manner. There, it sounds like time is all jumbled around. So you may have been glimpsing things from your past, things from your future, things that were worming themselves into your
2: own consciousness from the outside. I don't Uh, know for sure. I
1: hope mostly that what we brought was what allowed uh, us to uh, help a doomed man partially escape, because very little else that I saw there is something I would want to embrace in in, any reality.
3: Wow. I could learn that magic trick. I could retire.
0: <laughs> what would retire? <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned the poor soul that you tried to rescue, but he faded.
1: Yeah, it yeah. was it was too late for him. He was he had no waking body left.
0: So so far as I know, back in the 1890s, there was a great influx of psychic investigation and fortune tellers and but there was a backlash of everybody realizing that it was all just nonsense and that uh these were all charlatans and magicians which there's nothing wrong with magic it's a entertainment yes so far as i know and in all of my travels and in everything that i've ever experienced in my life there and here there are no such thing as ghosts so he didn't have a place in the waking world. He faded away. Did he go somewhere? I've also not had any indication of heaven or hell or God's never come to rescue me. I've never seen an angel fly
2: out of the sky. or I think this is it, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, supposedly God was a God of miracles and Revelation. But yes, that's never, I've that's seen
1: strange super... things, but I've never seen a miracle. <laughs> yeah, I feel as though this Duke powered his dream space on the pain of others. There were many victims of torture and uh, many willing uh, self-sacrifices, even a group we saw uh, people in some pa- costume pageant who were self-flagellating and weeping blood and they seem to be um, not unhappy about this.
0: It would be worth asking uh, if if one runs across a more experienced uh, dreamer um, about such things. It's it, this world is composed of the psychic vibrations of sleepers. Yeah. But there are other psychic vibrations. You say he liked to torture people and, and create misery. You know, such
2: sounds like the souls of suicides. Mm. People trapped in
0: anguish and despair.
5: That's very, uh, well, that's very uh, Dante. Very much um, like Dante's Inferno.
0: When he says that, those of you who have a fairly high intelligence recall that there were an awful lot of suicides that had been taking place in Lausanne. Yeah. Right. Mm. Anyways, messieurs, I have other guests Uh, to attend to please make yourself at home enjoy it's going to probably be about four or five hours before we arrive in our next location which is czar um i i would not recommend getting off the train in czar czar is the land wherein all of the ideas thoughts poems that were never completed have formed. Um, The city looks beautiful from the train, but they say that anyone who goes into Tsar will never return home. Oh, Oh. They'll pursue long forgotten thoughts and get lost in them. And those thoughts can be as nightmarish and horrible as anything. The only reason why we're stopping there is I do have to drop off shipments and pick stuff up. And I'm always hopeful that there will be some lost souls that might that we can recover. Mm. After that, we'll be heading towards Aphorat, which is another few hours along the way. Ah.
6: Well, we can practice our vert until we awaken in the real world. Then,
1: Neruda, I know you will be tempted to get off at Zahr. Do You want us to tie you to the bast or something? Mm. Stuff wax in your ears
5: no
1: i'll
2: I'll be okay well. you can I, you oh. can
1: consider
0: getting off at the platform, but don't leave the platform I would suggest it could be very dangerous
1: are very good as always on Ray
0: um, and then he moves away and you notice by now that um, uh Kokolov um you were you were busy with with henry but kokolov seems to have perhaps he got angry or something you see him get up he's gotten up while you guys were having your conversation uh mckenzie looks kind of stunned at he at him doing this and he leaves very quickly uh, kokolov does uh, leaving mckenzie at the table just sipping his coffee and not finishing his game of chess
2: mm-hmm. Is it obvious who was winning? Um, yeah, actually, Kokolov was on the win.
1: It's very good, I understand.
6: He is indeed.
1: Um, I, I'm going to th- think about a, a quill pen and a small uh, p- bit of paper card. I want to write a note to uh, Zusha on my way to uh, my cabin. Okay. Okay. What would you like to write to her? Uh, because I th- I think, madam, you were experiencing the dreamlands, and we've had a strange experience. If you would like to discuss what we have been through, I'm. you can find me in the blue triangle or whatever you, my cabin number is.
0: You you seem to be able to slip that to her as she's having her conversation with uh, Madame Bonival. Madame Bonival gives you a dirty look. Yeah. Yeah um
3: okay. she's not nice um are you all then going to go back to your no i was gonna go over and uh, sit with Mackenzie. okay um mckenzie has a funny look on his
0: face and he sees you then coming over and he smiles and he says you care for a game of uh, chess
3: um yes yes i i would uh that very much let me get a coffee first this is kokolov uh
0: Suddenly, jumped up and walked away. Rather, sat mm. for some reason. I don't know why. Um, it, he'll bring
3: it, you coffee. Yeah, maybe you had made a brilliant move that he wasn't expecting.
0: It seemed more like he was uh, just suddenly distracted by something. Well, oh, that's strange. Um, Did he head towards the luggage? No, but he headed towards where his room had been. So more or less in the same direction as your rooms.
4: Are we really close to the next uh, stop? Maybe he's getting ready to get off. No,
5: you I, I don't know rooms. why he'd want to get off in Tsar. Yeah, just think.
0: Um, Russian. So Roland, you're going back uh, to do stuff. Doctor Edison, you were going to go work on your vert.
6: Actually, with uh, Karkaroff you know, suddenly leaving. Um, you know, I've played chess with Karkarov before. He's a he's fascinating. He has my attention. I want to see if I can follow him, just to maybe catch up to him and just have a conversation. But I'm okay. going to try and follow him.
2: Okay. Um, Gabriel,
5: I think I'm. will I will sip some more of this wonderful wine. Um, before going back to my room to continue working on my little vert okay. project, Bert. Theodore, I'm going to keep an
4: eye on Edison, just sort of shadow him off.
0: Okay, and uh, Doctor Dorian,
1: uh, Dorian is going to sit, just sit and have drinks and just watch.
0: Okay just to enjoy enjoy the area yeah
2: enjoy it for a while why's got a bit yeah. of happiness still.
0: so uh Roland when you uh get up um uh Prince Nimbus wakes up kind of and um sort of half decides to follow you along the corridor um and you are looking down at prince nimbus he's so cute and he's rubbing up against your leg and suddenly he stops and gives a little hiss and he seems to be looking up at something and when you look up the um, the hallway that you're in uh, i mean it suddenly seems a little bit wider than you know it's much more spacious than on a regular train there's something that's been jammed up into the corner of between the ceiling and the wall. It's green and flabby. And in that second that you're looking up at it, this overwhelming sort of uh, rotten cheese smell hits you. And you realize that it's moving and that it is in fact, one of the Ibians that seems to have been, shoved up there so that he's kind of wedged in and stuck to the wall, his little hands trying to free himself, but he's unable to. His hands have, as I recall, prodigious like claws on them, but he's not able, he's like a turtle on its its back, except that his back is stuck to the wall.
1: I need a a proper handled uh, umbrella, please. I think to Mimi. Yeah, one uh one appears. Yep. So I'm going to offer the ibian the handle of it. Okay. So if it grips it, I'll try to give it a. Okay. Do a luck room. I think they're I think they're harmless. In this. Oh well, ninety one. So okay.
0: So you you kind of hook it. It tries to grab a hold of it. It. It, it doesn't really make any noise except for the, the sound of the sort of gooey skin flapping against the uh, thing. Uh, and there's a, as you, as it sort of pulls on your umbrella and you pull on the umbrella, you hear a kind of a like that, as it like a, like suction cup comes loose from the wall and it falls towards you. The cat screeches and runs, disappears. And, um, uh, the Ebian lands practically in your arms. They're not very big, uh, but when it lands in your arms,
2: you've got slime on you all over. Um, and and they, we have storage
1: areas. There are holes to Mimi all over, but these were in special storage areas by the stairwell, I think? They were in the special you know, internal rooms. Uh, I think one I'll I think I'll try to take it into my stateroom and give it a way to go down and then perhaps call for Henri for help.
0: Um what you would have to do is take it to the observation platform. That's where their entrance was. Yeah, to the uh their tunnels. Yeah. Um the creature doesn't really seem to be injured. In fact, you get kind of the impression it would be a little difficult to injure one. Uh, unless you, like, took a sword to it or a knife. Maybe a um, fire. Um, the thing Is it seems... heavy?
1: What size?
0: Yeah, I mean, it feels kind of like a sack of flour.
1: Except um, sticky and slimy.
0: It's sticky and slimy and smells really strongly of, uh like, sweaty feet. Yeah. Um, but as you sort of set it down to the ground, it looks grateful maybe, um, and uh, there's a look on its very odd face, you're not sure whether it's grateful or, or not, but it acknowledges this that you helped it, and that it quickly turns and starts to move actually towards where everybody else is in the lounge, and, uh, and then past them to the observation and then obviously down, but now you are yeah. reeking. Remember there is a sauna too. The...
1: Yeah, and a bunch of the same outfit in the stateroom. So yeah, exactly. I would put on a robe, wipe a towel over it, put on a robe and, and try the sauna. Although I will think, I will remind Mimi that I'm a very private individual. Okay, I
0: would like you to do a listen roll.
1: Triple zero. I have I have slam in my ears.
0: You're you're yeah. You're annoyed. You're uh, and you you just go. Yeah. Um. When you get to the sauna, of course you. We don't need the details, but you can bathe. You can clean up. You can, you know, get anointed by fancy oil if you want to, and get a massage while you're there. <laughs> um. And then
2: eventually you go back to your room. Uh, let's see, uh, Dr. Edison, um, you said that you were going to
0: uh, watch the the chess game?
6: No, no, follow Karkaroff.
0: Oh, you were going to follow Karkaroff. Okay.
6: And Theodore Theodore was catching up with me and kind of touched my elbow and nodded and like, yeah, let's go. So uh, Theodore and I are trying to follow and catch up right. to Karkaroff. Something has got his attention and it's piqued my interest. And
2: then I don't. Uh... Ever since, you know, I
0: had my procedure, it's like I've got all these appointments with the doctors and they constantly send me automated messages confirming that I've got an appointment
1: and it's the every single night. Yeah, it's incredibly convenient that I get a message from my dentist via text, via phone call, via voicemail and via email at least twice each. It's so helpful. It's really technology makes our lives great.
0: I think they've interrupted every single game that I've played this week.
6: (laughs) You would just, I would like him to at least be honest and say, we're looking forward to billing you. Will you please be showing up? Yeah.
5: All right, it's past the cancellation window, so we'll bill you anyway. (laughs)
0: Okay, so Theodore and Dr. Edison, you're walking down the hall. Um, We'll say that you left slightly before Roland uh, so you were ahead of him. You were, you went right when Kokoloff left. Um, I'd like you to do listen once.
2: Ooh, 12. That's a pass to be
6: hard. Okay. hard. As well as I, hard success.
0: Okay, excellent. So as you're walking by, um, there is kind of a moment when you smell something but you're you're concentrating on loss, so you don't notice what Roland eventually noticed.
6: Listen, as. do you smell that?
0: Yeah. yeah. But Gee. you walk past. Um, what you hear is a little bit farther down the hallway that you're walking down. You hear giggling, and it's got that kind of high-pitched quality that the Sarnathians um, which you had discussion with earlier um not Karkilov but you go past that place and you see Karkilov has gone into his room uh, rather abruptly and quickly and, and closed the door behind him rather quickly, loudly D- does he look upset or did he yes, he looks um, almost frantic by the time he gets oh,
4: there my. what happened all of a sudden? We noticed nothing back in the uh, in the lounge.
6: Maybe we can lend a hand.: Yeah let's uh, approach Carkarus's door and give it a, okay. a smart wrapping. Okay,
0: you knock on the door. Um, you immediately hear from inside the room a uh, uh, yelp. Um, like your your door knock startled him. Uh, he's he. You you hear him. You hear noise of, of things, either moving around or being knocked over, and uh, do a luck roll. Oh five five
6: wow, five. Thirteen. Yeah, I did very well okay. too.
0: So you're standing there either you're on either side the door is in the middle you've knocked on the door and and suddenly you hear from inside take that and a rapier blade comes out right between the two of you through the door um and sort of you
6: know, carcroft good man what what's going on
0: who are you? Why are you tormenting me? He yells.
4: Tormenting? We're trying to help. Carcroft, don't you recognize us? He um
0: opens the door rather abruptly, which, once again, you have to kind of duck, because the blade of the rapier flies past as, as this happens. And he's like, Who? He's like, Who are you? And then he looks at you, and he looks down the hallway on either side. He says, Come, come, quickly, inside.
6: In, in, in. In we go.
0: And he pulls you inside, and as he does, he pulls the rapier blade out um, and holds it in a defensive manner, but not towards you. Uh, He runs over to the window, and he looks out the window, and he looks around on either side, and he's like, my God, can't you hear that? Can't you hear the noise? And noise? he Let's gets finish. down on his hands and knees like he's going to climb under the bed.
6: Karkarov, take a moment. Just relax. Tell us what's going on.
0: Can't you hear the artillery? They must be they must be right outside somewhere.
6: <laughs> Is there a glass of water? Is there a basin?
0: Of course, both
4: of you need that. Or a cup of
6: water
0: both both of you can do intelligence rolls.
4: I'm wondering if he's starting to wake up this is his his uh oh wow eleven good lord i rolled I rolled a fifteen we're we're hot <laughs> we're so doomed later but for now you, yeah
0: you see this in his eyes you see it in his manner this is like p t s d sure although you don't have you don't have p t s d yet you have yeah,
6: shell, shell shock shell shock but yeah.
0: Yeah, he's definitely acting like he's got PTSD.
6: Okay. Uh, in fact, I mean, that seems like something that I would have been able to diagnose medically. Um, uh, I, I want to see if I can uh, calm him down um, and, and just try and, you know, kind of talk him down so that he can relax
0: <laughs> no, no, I don't. Know. That, that is the proper 1920s procedure. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> do you have? Do you have any uh, psychoanalysis?
6: No, I have psychology.
2: Um, Ooh,
4: psychoanalysis. Ooh, I've got. I've got a one. Uh,
0: I'll let you do. I'll let you use psychology in this case.
6: Wow. Uh, I'm going to spend the one point of luck to make it a hard success.
2: Okay.
0: So you both have to, you both realize that one, you have to get the sword away from him. Um, uh, So in the process, you, you manage to get it away from him. You, you talk him into giving it to you and then you sit him down and you try to calm down, give him a glass of water. um, uh, And, and, He's uh, he's finally calming down. Uh, he's still breathing hard. He's sweating profusely. Of course, he's also wearing a freaking fur coat. Um, and he's like, uh, I don't know, I don't
2: know. It's it's all so difficult. Why why I hear them so much? Why they haunt? My dreams. You don't hear them.
6: We don't hear them, Karkaroff. No. I. I I would like to see if I could. So I have. I'm skilled in pharmacy. I'm. I'm very adept at medication. I want to see if I can engage the vert to create an elixir that will calm him down something that would just be a a medication that i'm aware of that would just kind of bring peace to him and help him relax
0: i think that i would have to argue that do you have chemistry
6: i have pharmacy
0: yeah pharmacy you would know how to mix which which chemicals to mix together but you wouldn't know how to create them on an atomic level, so you know, maybe if you had chemistry, I might give it to you. But uh, in this case, you don't know how to do that. You might just have to talk to him.
6: Okay. Well, I, I, I was—I uh, had a hard success, so I'm—I'm I'm just going to try and just try and calm him down. You know, it's going to be okay. Just breathe through it. You know, try to recognize these sudden outbursts are irrational and recognize it for what it is and just kind of pull yourself and anchor yourself to your present position.
0: I, uh, I don't, I am, I am a torn man. I don't know why I feel guilty but at the same time i i
2: don't feel as guilty as i should i've i've done things you know
0: i mean you care about your families don't you do you have families of course i mean you do anything to to protect your family to provide for your family and i found it to my advantage to sell weapons to both sides. Uh, Somebody was going to sell the weapons to them and I can rationalize that if I sell them both the same things, then the right man wins because they're equally
2: and evenly matched. But so many people have died using my weapons. And now, all I hear is the guns and the artillery. I don't know what to do; it haunts me day and night do you Do you still do you still sell the weapons i My business still exists i
0: I am younger here than I am in the real world, but you I make
6: am, this you make this journey aboard Mimi and at the end of the, of the line, you have the opportunity to throw that, which you carry with you, that the weight that you wish to unburden yourself with, you can toss it into the void.
0: Yes. You've seen my package. I, uh... but I'm not sure that I, I feel enough regret, I'm not sure that I can still convince myself that what I did was necessary and and not evil, that, you know, they say that there's a dead man for every single dollar that I made because of me, but We have luxury. We have a family. My family will never want for anything. It's a huge amount of money that we rest on. That's that's my totem, that box of rats.
2: And I'm not sure that I don't love
6: it. I can see this is, is a burden that you carry with you. What you may want to consider is instead of being a man of of death and destruction, turn that money that you've taken, that blood money, and become a builder and give back to people. Construct a hospital. Construct a home. But do something to give back and, and earn the peace that you want to take and that will help you lift that burden and throw that box of rats into the void.
0: You give me a lot to think about, but I'd I'd like to be alone now, if you don't mind. I'll uh, try to pull myself together and be ready to join everyone for dinner.
6: I give him the water, pat him on the shoulder, just
2: relax. See you for dinner. Um. All right. So you, let's see. Uh, Gunter and Gabriel
3: and Dorian, you're all still in the uh, mm. in the lounge, yes? I was sitting down with uh, Montgomery and uh, the play a game of chess. Yeah. So he resets the board.
0: And you guys start to play. Um, you you realize immediately that Mackenzie's an intelligent man he's he's thoughtful and intelligent uh, uh almost to the point of the you know he's very calculating mm-hmm. uh, of course he's told you that he was kind of a diplomat liaison uh carried stuff across you know really
2: hold on just a second
5: This commercial break is brought to you by automated phone messages. Automated phone messages interrupting exactly, your evening.
0: Exactly <laughs> the same message I got. <laughs> so, next it's going to be my vet telling me I've got a veterinarian appointment tomorrow, which I okay. do. Yeah. Oh. Um,
2: all right. Sorry about that. I'll write that down. Really quick. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> um.
0: Uh. He has an intelligent way of playing. Of course, it's very distracting that that damn briefcase uh, is chained to his arm with all of the little cornered papers sticking out of it.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, speaking of which, when you notice that, you also notice that one of the eccentricities of Madame Bonaval over there in the chair talking to Jusha she also seems to have a valise. only hers is shaped like a red heart and it's more purse-like than mm-hmm. anything else. You've never seen her without it. And she kind right. of clutches it tightly even when she's at ease. Um, But other than that, the game is kind of normal. Uh, right. Gabriel and Dr. Dabrowski, are you just watching or?
5: Well, I've I'm sipping on I'm sipping on the rest Something. of this wine and I'm to have my little vert that I'm trying to turn into my totem with me.
0: Okay. Do you want to go ahead and try your dreaming skill?
5: Sure. Well, I could spend 19 luck to pass, but that's a lot of luck.
0: You can try again later. Yep. That's the plan. Um, what is everybody's
5: dream lore at? Uh, mine is at 10. Mine is also at 10. And my dreaming crap, which I believe we were using for that roll, is a 5. Right.
0: I think that at this point, because of your Lausanne adventure, um, you should all be able to roll a 1d10. A 1d10 plus 5 on your lore. Because you've been
2: learning an awful lot about it. 12.
1: Oh, no, I gained eleven. Uh 12 for me as well. That brings me up to 18. Four. Huh. And
0: I also think that because this is Eight. your second time in the Dreamlands, uh, you can increase your your manipulation skill or whatever it was. Uh
3: Dreamcraft. Uh, Dreamcraft.
0: You can do that by a by a 1D ten.
3: Four. Ten. <laughs> nice. You've been practicing.
2: <laughs> and then, Gabriel, you can re-roll that if you want to try it again. The better score. With the
5: better skill, the roll was far worse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, You'll get it
0: eventually.
5: Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Uh, so Gunter, did you want to? Uh, there's not much conversation because they're both you're both quiet as you're playing the game.
3: Uh, so as I move along, I I, I bring up that you know I was, uh, I'm originally from from Berlin, and uh, it's so curious that I've uh, found myself here via uh, Arkham, Massachusetts. Uh, it's quite a journey I never expected to to take. Knight uh, to e5.
0: It, um, it, you get used to it eventually. You know, I've been here quite a few times, uh, always on business. I figure eventually I'll, uh, I'll retire and get rid of this damn briefcase. But for now, mm-hmm. I've still got business to
2: attend to. Uh, Rook to Rook to, uh, Kings four,
3: mm-hmm. good move, good move. Yes, uh, it is a uh, weird how works some, and can sometimes seem like it dominates our, our life and all. I myself is am an entertainer. I believe I'll just push this pawn forward too. Oh,
0: well, then you'll probably be interested interested in Jusha. She's a dancer. Uh, Quite, um quite famous in certain circles here in the dreamlands. I don't know about her real,
2: real world life. And Jusha sort of looks up because she hears you guys talking.
0: Uh, I I give her a uh, smile. Um, She at this point sort of disattaches herself from Madame Bonneval, um, pleasantly, and maybe goes over and gets a little snack or something and uh she comes over to where you are and she says so boys what are you talking about i heard you say my
3: name oh uh we were talking about our uh our our careers in the uh waking world and i was telling him that i am a, an entertainer and he said that that she, you are too a a dancer he informed me well i've tried to be i mean my
0: my manager sent me on this trip to Constantinople
2: for a, a gig, but I don't know. It's I'm getting very tired of this life.
3: Oh. Uh what would you uh want to do if you uh weren't weren't uh dancing and entertaining?
0: Well grow up, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of thinking that i'm going to be some international superstar i'm just going to get a job behind a desk somewhere and Mm. live a mundane life it's not what i Uh, want but
3: yes you know Uh,
0: at at what point do you come to where you just decide to give
3: up on your dreams i've i found found that uh the ones i've known that have given up on their dreams have uh that wish, uh, wish that their mundane life was back to the excitement they had before. Well oh, maybe. Let me show you a trick and I uh, do like a little sleight of hand to make the pawn disappear and then and then make it come back and it's like going that did not happen overnight. you ha- It took years of practice, just like you're you're dancing. One day you might not achieve the dreams that you were hoping to. But
2: you'll achieve some level of it if you keep trying. Well, maybe. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of problems that I I make for
0: myself in the real world. I I don't exactly come here just because
3: I'm I, I like this world better than that world. I could, uh, understand why, why that is. I've had some, uh, recently some rather unpleasant experiences in the waking world. How, um, how do you get here? Uh, currently I'm, uh, riding a, uh, a train and it, it rocks me to sleep and the rhythm has me here. This time I floated down from the sky.
0: I have to use drugs.
2: Oh, I opium think, mostly uh, yeah it, for every every
3: time and do you feel that that's affecting your uh your maybe. your performances maybe yes.
0: maybe i was uh i was seriously do you want to see my totem i very much would and she reaches in and pulls out a little bag and she reaches inside the bag and she pulls out a little ballerina.
2: Hmm.
0: and she says these are my worldly dreams i think i'm going
3: to throw them into the gulf of nodens. oh that would uh, that would make me quite sad I, I i would be uh much i i think it would be much more beneficial to uh make a uh, totem of your of your, your drugs, and to cast those aside.
0: Maybe. <sighs> but for now, we're here. We can enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, she she smiles a forced kind of smile as she gets mm-hmm. up, and she, uh, she says, what we need is music. And from nowhere in particular, you start to hear this music, and she begins to dance, and uh, she actually seems quite skilled, quite lovely. Um, it's kind of an exotic dance, uh, but uh, she seems to be very
2: happy when she's dancing. Hmm. Um, let's see. I think we've covered
0: everyone. Uh, Does anyone else want to try with their vert to see if they can form their totem? Gabriel also. Gabriel's rather... Gabriel, you you keep trying, so you can try again. Why not?
1: (laughs) All right.
3: I'll try uh, if the chess match is over with.
1: No, I'm just drinking, listening, and now watching her dance.
3: Um, No, uh, that was a really bad
6: roll. If I
5: spend 17 luck.
6: <laughs> I, w- I want to try my uh, totem. Okay. Purposefully ignoring ha- my.
5: Has tur- any of you no.
0: already succeeded? That was. I can't remember if anybody succeeded in the first one.
6: So. Oh. I thought I. <laughs> I, yeah, I read I thought- my dice backwards. At first, I was like, I rolled an 0-4 No, I rolled a forty. No, mm-hmm. never mind.
0: So it <laughs> it's difficult. It's more difficult, but you guys are getting a little better each time at doing it.
2: When Um, I get
1: back from the sauna, I would like to uh, summon Henri again and tell him about the trapped Ibian. Okay. Um, There seems to be some kind of strife on the train. I don't know if it's the uh, people from Sarnath or
0: the um, the Ibians and the Sarnathians are in fact uh, in conflict. They've both been; they both groups have been summoned by King Kuranes. Uh, to make an accounting. Um the um it's a long dispute. The Ebians, uh the Ebian civilization was conquered by the Sarnathians about a thousand years ago. And um, the Ebians want restitution for the crimes committed against them. And uh, they're Presenting there uh, the, the king's finally fed up with the argument, and he wants to see both of them, uh, maybe to make a decision uh, yeah there's, there's, there's no love between them
1: I'm surprised that Mimi cannot somehow keep a peace or you know since she, since she anticipates desire so well. the who is who was squished in the corner seemed most distressed. Um,
0: yeah I mean, sometimes my guests can get away with things without uh if they're if the you know their attention is uh focused enough, I suppose, um my reputation though, as uh the train conductor, you know, I do my best to maintain that. I have a very tenuous alliance with uh you know all the way across the dreamlands. Um, so my reputation says is, is I'll see if I can speak to them. Um, I wanted so, you to be aware, my yeah. My my influence isn't always the best uh, uh, as far as uh, guests such as the Sarnathians. The Sarnathians
2: are quite arrogant. Um, yes, they think themselves very superior with their tall, flowing
1: whatever exotic think The nonsense. city
0: of Sarnath is beautiful, but uh, one should not judge a book by its cover.
1: I did not uh, enjoy smelling Ibion on my person, uh, but this is, you know, I, not every species is the same thing. I'm sure there are creatures that do not like the smell of human. Oh, well,
0: we should be arriving in Czar. Um, yeah, very soon.
1: Yeah, maybe I shall take a break from the vert and, and look carefully from the platform.
2: Um and I know if you will excuse me then it'd be, it'd be nice. um, Dr.
0: Edison. Um at some point you are walking back down the corridor and uh you and theodore i guess you're still together you're walking back towards the, the lounge
2: um, dr edison you suddenly hear from behind you pss, pss, that turn to look
0: you see that the door to the sarnathian's uh compartments uh is slightly cracked open and one of the uh, sarnathians is looking at you and, pss, pss.
6: I, I make sure to lightly touch Teddy's arm to get his attention as well, and motion to the Sarnathians and slowly approach the door. Yes, how may I help so, you?
0: He's like, um, we would like to speak with you. Come inside. Um He my, opens the door large enough for you to get inside, and then puts his hand up for Theodore.
6: Oh well, I, my companion and I, I. It would be rude to to exclude him.
0: Uh, we don't care. We don't want to speak with him. We want to speak with you. It's a private matter. Uh,
6: uh, about what?
0: Uh, it's a private matter. We'd like to discuss it with you. Please, please leave. He, he points at uh, Theodore.
6: Don't speak. You're fr-
0: you're fr- you're fr- we'll return your friend to you later.
4: Silence. I'll just stand outside and uh, ask uh, the train for a cocktail.
6: I'll be a moment, Teddy. Enjoy yourself.
0: All right. So um, you get a slight nasty look from the Sarnathian Theodore as he closes the door. And I return it right back at him. And uh, he he puts his arm kind of around your shoulder, uh, Dr. Edison, and says, please, we, we would like to discuss something with you. Um, and they're all in there. Uh, and their their compartment is kind of what you'd expect. It's over opulent. It, it conforms to their tastes. There's divans where the ladies are, you know, laying down mm-hmm. being fanned by their servants. Um, he says, so we we have a, a problem that we think you can help us with. Uh, you see, we've been summoned by King Quranis Uh, over a dispute between our illustrious people and the stinking little Ibian people. Um, To what end, we can't even fathom why. Um, Some dispute that they have with us, our government doesn't really take it very seriously, but because the king has summoned They've sent me and my companions here as a diplomatic uh, members of the court. Truth <laughs> is,
6: truth yes, is, diplomat. Okay,
0: we uh, we don't know anything about diplomacy or the law, and we really need an advocate to assist us in placing our argument or arguing at least against the filthy Ebbians um, in order to defend our point of view. Our our, our culture is a thousand years old and uh, has brought civilization to our our area. The Ebbians are primitive, little animals. I um, can't imagine what it is they want.
6: Are you looking to bring war to the ibians are you Both. looking to conquer them
0: the ibians have nothing they've they were conquered a thousand years ago um they probably want i don't know money or something i mean what kind of grubby little things they might want who can say but we just want you to represent us uh to the king uh to defend us uh, in case these uh money grubbing Ibbians have come up with some ridiculous argument i mean if they want you know something uh, like uh money i uh, give them you know whatever to negotiate a thousand rubies to get them off our backs or or something like that, Uh, we just would like, we'll pay you. You're you're obviously the most intelligent and most handsome of all of your human friends, but uh, surely you must understand that civilization is much more important than a primitive culture like
2: these. It's not even a culture.
6: Well... I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I am not available oh, you, to represent you you, you. you
0: you you wouldn't disappoint us. You you certainly um should uh I mean I, I mean what would we do if we don't have proper representation?
6: Well, we would, I think uh, unless you are looking to start a war, then you might want to consider. A more humble approach that might garner peace, whatever, and but understanding. But
0: we, but we need your assistance in doing this. We, we
6: I don't. will not be representing the Sarnathians or the Ibians in this matter because it is not a matter that that uh, involves me.
0: Uh, he turns from you and he's looking over at one of the other males and says, I told you. He says, we should just take care of this problem ourselves here on the train. I mean, no diplomats on their side and there's no argument. If they don't show up to be represented, then they lose, right?
6: Hmm. Well, that, that that sounds like a declaration of war. So um, I will... See myself out now, and um, you may want to reconsider your Look, approach. Uh, unless then, war is your approach,
0: well, perhaps you could advise us then. Advise us on how we should better deal with this. Nobody wants war.
6: Then I would uh, consider. Besides, if
0: there was war, we would slaughter them. A whole, of part
6: course, of, of course. That's they... so. You you should you should I you need to decide either make war or make peace and if it's peace then hear out your uh, your opponent and uh, find, well, a, find a find a a middle ground.
0: We don't that need that is to the teach advice us. I give you for we, free. We 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 don't need you to teach us how to be diplomats. We need a diplomat. You could do that for us. It's, it's, We would support anything that you might have to say, as long as it's to our advantage.
6: I I bid you good day and good luck.
0: We could make it worth your while.
6: Uh, I I have more pressing matters that I must attend to. Okay.
2: All right. So you go out. Uh, Theodore, you heard most of that from the, the hallway outside. Here, you're muted. Just commenting on the brilliant sherry that uh, mm. Mimi
0: used. So, Sorry, the, the two of you continue down the corridor. Um, about this time, um, you can feel Mimi beginning to slow down. Uh, as you look out the windows, You see uh, beautiful uh, verdant uh, hills uh, with uh, large forests of trees on them. And it seems like on the top of every mountain, there's a a temple, um, all looking kind of Roman and Greek. And uh, there's flower gardens. And it's spectacularly beautiful.
2: But you've been (laughs) warned. that it's not so beautiful. Um,
4: do, do, do we know uh, precisely where the uh, Ibians are uh, quartered?
0: Yes, you know exactly where they're quartered. Um, you saw them taken down into the, uh, yeah. I can't remember which circle, but it's one of the colored circles.
4: When we're just off to the side, uh, uh, Dr. York, what do you think about not Getting involved to a greater extent, but at least letting the the Ibians have a fair warning that that the these people they're here to negotiate with are are plotting I, possibly devious, not trying to stop anything, just to give them a heads up. This,
6: I, I think, Henri would be much better equipped to do that than we would. Oh, Henri! Yeah, let's let Henri know. And, uh, here. and him... I'm
0: here. What can Henri? Do for you?
6: Yes, I, I had a very unsettling uh, encounter with the Sarnathians. They they are perplexed as to how to be diplomatic. I I don't believe there is a, uh, a, a a a thinker among them, um, and so. They at least implied that if the Ibians fail to uh, make it before King Karanis' court, then with no one to represent them, their side of the argument will be moot. So um, we do not want to get in the middle of this as they attempted to hire me to be some sort of diplomatic uh, representative. And uh, I think that is uh, not something I want to get in the middle of. Anyways, will, um, the Sarnathians I, are, I think, I, threatening the Ibians.
0: I will, uh, I will put Mimi on high alert to prevent any such thing as this. Um, specifically, with the Ibians and the Sarnathians, uh, they are, they are going to be presented to the king. And he's going to hear their argument, um, uh, but that's that's quite a ways farther on the journey. Um, thank you for telling me, Monsieur. Uh, if if you see anything else, please please warn me about it. We are approaching Czar. I uh, I have to oversee the uh, transfer of goods.
2: Certainly, mm, mm-hmm. sure. bid um, you? Your, again?
0: You are welcome to watch either from here or the platform, but uh, uh, don't strain.
2: Don't
6: plan to. Thank you for your time.
0: So Mimi does come to a halt um, in a very similar manner to what you've already seen. There is a platform wherein uh, large trapdoors are open and a uh, a ramp ladder is uh, Uh, brought up to the pavilion and uh, Henry goes down meanwhile there are uh, crates and things that are on the dock that uh, Mimi begins to transfer there seems like there's some sort of colored flower bulbs that it's picking up and it's putting cabbages and other odd cargo like that Mm -hmm. where
3: are each of you in this? I was going to go to the platform to watch I, I as good. well look at the city. Yeah.
0: Um, the air is clean the uh, the smell actually is quite pleasant.
2: In fact, as you're standing there you keep smelling things that
0: remind you of ideas and thoughts you had a long time ago that you completely f- forgotten. Um that seemed to sort of reawaken for a moment, except that it's frustrating. It's like, what was the rest of that song lyric? What was the? I'd thought of that a long time, but you know, and you realize that you're experiencing exactly sort of what Henry had told you. And of course,
5: it's safe here on the platform, but out there, you could wander around forever. This seems like quite the uh, maddening place.
1: I wonder what happens to the souls who are lured in. Is it always around the next corner until something eats them? Or is it it a sort of punishment?
3: Like they're on a a Sisyphean quest where they'll never succeed. You know, just constantly be right there on the tip of their tongue. I had a a, a note of chalk dust just now,
1: and there was an equation I was working on 20 years ago. That I could almost picture.
2: Hmm. Does it
4: seem like if we look deep into the city that there are people, ordinary people, just carrying out their days, or is it pretty much you, devoid of people?
0: You don't see people, but you're not sure that you would be able to see them from here because most of them, most of it's built on hills and things like that. Um, it's deceptive, you you feel that it's deceptively beautiful, like a trap, you know? It has that sort of feeling to it, yet it would make a beautiful painting. If you painted a picture of it, it would be quite beautiful. Um, I would like those of you who are looking around, um, Henry's there and he's, you know, overseeing the boxes and stuff being loaded onto the train and so forth. Um, I'd like y'all to
5: do spot hidden. E- even from the observation car? Sure. Okay. 31 30- oh, is one shy of a hard success.
1: Okay, I'm, oh 05.
5: I'm in the observation car. Next to fear, I'm focusing on fear and nothing I, else. Okay. I've got an extreme. Man, with that With that focus, I think Roland caught a whiff of, whiff of chalk dust and something else.
0: <laughs> so we'll... We'll deal with it in kind of layers um, Theodore you are still on the train yeah I'm That's, on
4: the train my observation intend- yeah right. to be with Dorian maybe getting a nice appetizer another glass of this fantastic sherry okay. and just looking at the beautiful view
0: so you're looking down and um as I say there are just you know fields and hills of beautiful grass and flowers and you can see there's movement. There's something moving its way down through the grass, heading towards the platform. You get glimpses of it, and it it doesn't move like uh, a person. You'd almost guess it's some kind of large animal that's moving in that direction. Um, and it occasionally stops, and it makes a funny turn, and then it moves a little bit farther, almost like it's meandering, but meandering towards the, the thing. Like, um, like a tendril
4: sort of well, snaking its way through? Yeah,
0: maybe it's kind of the way it looks to you. It's almost like snaking its way through the grass. Um, Roland, you also got an extreme. Um, as you're standing there, you you can see just beyond where Henry is standing on the platform, you can see the grass and the flowers start to move as something approaches the edge of the platform. It's dark and it's uh, hairy. And you're not sure if it's a person or an animal of some sort. Uh, and the rest of you, depending on on the degree of your passing, um, you start to see this because they're also looking in that direction. Uh, Henry suddenly turns and he, he sort of jumps back. Um, uh, but then he, he stops where he is. Uh, something, this thing has leapt up onto the platform. It's hunched over and now you're kind of convinced it's a person Uh, But the person is in uh, torn, raggedy clothes. The person hasn't cleaned themselves or shaved themselves in what looked like years. Their beard is hanging down. Their hair is matted and stringy. Uh, And you see Henry say, you know, sort of, uh, hello, monsieur, Um, are you okay? Okay. And the thing sort of growls and takes a couple of steps forward and then
1: hesitates and moves back. What do you guys do? Ori, I think you might have found your first lost soul. He says, so, indeed. Sir, have you been here? and Have you been in Zara a very long time?
0: It, uh, it hisses and, and uh, growls in your direction, but it suddenly holds out a tattered ticket. Um, no. Looks very much like one of your tickets, but like I said, it's tattered and torn, and and it's holding it out for for Henry.
1: Can and, can uh, Mimi check
0: that? Uh, uh, if when Mimi sort of reaches in that direction, the thing immediately screeches and, and moves away as if it's terrified by by Mimi.
1: Sir, sir, uh, uh, you have you have been on the train before. It it holds out its its ticket like this and hunkers mm-hmm. down. Like reach out, like knowing that Mimi will grab me and pull me away if it bites my arm.
0: When uh, <laughs> when you get close enough, um, and it sort of looks up at you, uh, you realize that uh,
2: it has no eyes. Its eyes have been gouged out. uh Yes, I'm nearby. Just hold still, sir. We have we have you. It um
0: it holds out the ticket, and as you you get close enough to grab the ticket, it suddenly lunges at you. <laughs> uh, and uh and Mimi sort of tries to pull you back, but it gets in a few blows and then it backs up and then it holds the ticket out again. Uh Henry's like I don't know what to do, Monsieur. Uh, uh, and it 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 hunkers down, opens its mouth, and what comes out of its mouth is, "You don't understand the
2: horrors that I've seen." And it screams that, uh, as if uh,
0: it's obviously completely stark raving insane. Uh-huh.
5: Do you you want to leave this place?
2: Are you real? The dreams.
0: All of my dreams have come true. All of my
2: dreams.
5: Well, we are real.
2: We we can't get you away. All of my
5: dreams. Do you understand? All of my dreams. Even the nightmares.
0: And it screams and it uh, hunkers down, tries to hold the ticket out. Um,
3: uh,
0: All right. Like, messieurs, I don't I don't know what to do.
5: Uh you could put him in one of the one of the Ibian like places in Mimi. Uh,
0: how do we the padded cell to how have him get him just, on board? He's a dangerous.
1: Mimi can produce um, a
2: sedative of some kind, I would think, yeah sure. I think I think if we're going to do this i I don't know how do I justify bringing
0: this madman on board my ship? You guys should try to persuade him yeah. well, I, I mean
3: well, I mean, you know he. This is something you've been looking for every time you stopped here, and maybe if we had something to to calm him down, some kind of uh, drink to take him back to his, his time, his childhood. Any, yeah. Any more of no. that wine?
0: Well, we can we can try. I can have Mimi configure even the equivalent
2: of a padded cell.
0: Mm. Um, <laughs> I if, don't know where we will take him. Perhaps on an nil, or someplace where he can get help.
1: In the um, worst case scenario, you could bring him back to Tsar as the train returns.
0: I think. I think that we need to find a way to not restrain him. Ah um, uh-huh. yes. Perhaps res- surround him. And uh, it might take all of our strength to uh, do this. Meanwhile, Theodore and Dorian, you're watching from up above. You see mm-hmm. that, that they're trying to get a hold of this guy. Did you want to
2: yeah, assist? I'll, yeah, I, I will go down. As crazy people is one of my side professions. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'll go down with, uh, with Dorian. Um, just finishing. Uh, do
0: any of you have psychoanalysis?
4: Nobody, no, but yeah. I have this that's member.
0: Of the, I have a member. Of the
1: I Royal do court. have psycho. I have some that. psycho now, but also a smidgen. My last roll would have been good enough, but this one, yeah, no, I can't spend 20 on this.
2: Um, I rolled a 32 and I have 36, so that's a pass. Okay, nice.
0: Okay. So Dorian is assisting you. He manages to calm the man down enough that you can get up to him and grab a hold of him, Uh, knowing that the second grab grabbed him, he's going to struggle. But
2: uh, And
0: he's going to scream and he's going to make noise and he's going to try to bite you. Uh, But you manage to Ah. get him up the platform and uh, onto the train and uh, uh, Henry opens the red circle and you take him down to a, uh, what turns into a padded sort of cell where he can't hurt himself.
2: Mm.
0: And uh, and they can, you know, you can care for him and keep him safe, um, but keep him away from yeah, the other people on the train.
3: Do uh, were were you we have a, were to? We have able name?
0: To get, oh. Yeah. He, he doesn't even understand the question. I, were
3: we able to get the ticket out of his hand? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, is it dated? Like, does it say how long he'd been there? No,
2: it's okay. the same
3: as your tickets. Uh, so he must have been a regular human being,
0: and from all all evidence, he got off and sore and mm. never came back. Managed somehow to come back, but he tells you, he tells you only this. Uh, is screeching it. The things that I've seen, the things, the terrors that I've seen, I tore out my own eyes and still I see them. These dreams. And with that, I think we'll call it quits and come back next week to the next episode. Our players included... Morgan Lillow, David Gasway, Stuart Lively, Keith Craig, Josh Harwood, and John Hook, with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot.